All right, we're going to call this meeting uh, to order of the City of Sacramento Budget and Audit Committee report at uh, 1.03 p.m. If the clerk could um, uh, uh, call the roll and establish a quorum. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Councilmember Jennings? Here. Councilmember Vang? Here. Mayor Steinberg ex expected momentarily and Vice Chair Guetta? Here. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Um, if uh, we could start uh, with the land acknowledgement, uh, Councilmember Vang, can you lead us in the land acknowledgement and then the Pledge of Allegiance? People of this land, the Nisanon people, the Southern Maidu Valley and Plains Miwok, Patwin and Wintu's peoples, and the people of Walton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous peoples, history, contributions, and lives. Also, do the Pledge of Allegiance, which please salute. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you very much. Uh, okay, Madam Clerk, if you could read the first item. First item is funding of the reduced residential development impact fees for affordable dwelling units program. Good afternoon, Chair and members of the committee. Matt Hurdle, Long Range Planning Manager. In October 2018, Council approved the reduced development impact fees for affordable dwelling units. This program reduces development impact fees for new affordable dwelling units to a $0 rate, thereby reducing financial barriers and stimulating affordable housing production. As a reminder, the Mitigation Fee Act in Sacramento City Code authorizes the City of Sacramento to impose fees on development projects to defray the cost to the city of new or additional public facilities that are needed because of the development project. These impact fees pay for critical infrastructure that supports infill development and affordable housing throughout the city. A few representative examples include the Third Street Sewer Relief Project. This backbone infrastructure was necessary for the initial phase of the development for the rail yards and river district. This infrastructure will support the development of these areas, including the AJ mixed use development opening in 2023 with 345 units of housing, 69 of which are affordable. Located in the southern, southeastern portion of the city, the Shasta water facility is increasing water supply and water pressure, especially for fire suppression throughout the city. And the central city specific plan and public facilities plan adopted in 2018 established a fee to fund public improvements to local transportation, utilities, and infrastructure to support infill development. This program has been extremely successful, helping facilitate the construction of more than 2,000 affordable housing units and is seen as a statewide model. From the start of the program on October 30th, 2018 through June 30th, 2022, 2,076 affordable dwelling units participated. This has resulted in impact fee revenue losses of over 9.9 million. However, this only equates to $4,800 per affordable unit. 
This program requires funding because per state law, the city must backfill the impact fee deficits. On August 9th, 2022, staff presented a three and a half year evaluation of the $0 impact fee program to council. Council expressed continued support for the program and directed staff to identify funding to both reimburse outstanding fee balances and for current year funding. At the October 25th, 2022 council meeting, staff recommended the funding allocations contained in today's report. However, council directed staff to first take the funding request to the budget audit committee for consideration. And if approved by committee today, the item will go to council for consideration on December 6th. In conclusion, staff recommends that the budget audit committee pass a motion recommending the city council adopt a resolution authorizing the city manager to use year end resources from fiscal year 21-22 and or fiscal year 22-23 to cover the impact fee revenue losses between fiscal year 18-19 through fiscal year 21-22 and authorize $3 million from the comprehensive siting plan to continue the program through the end of the, this fiscal year and beyond if funds are not fully exhausted. The resolution going to council on December 6th will specify that once the $3 million of the comprehensive siting plan funds are expended, the program will sunset. To continue the program, additional funding sources will need to be identified. And going forward, staff anticipates the program will cost up to $2.5 million annually. Staff will be tracking program participation and costs regularly. This concludes my presentation and happy to take any questions. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Hurdle. And I just wanted to publicly re uh, recognize your work and that of your team on uh, this housing effort. I think the recent reports on the amount of construction that we've had for a variety of housing, both not just affordable permanent housing, but also mixed income has been, uh, I think, a, a critically needed for our city. Um, with that, Madam Clerk, do you mind if we uh, go to members of the public on, uh, on this item? Yes, I have one speaker in chambers, Peter Cohen. Mr. Cohen. I do want to remember, uh, remind members of the public, if you want to speak on this item, please raise your hand at this time. Good afternoon. I do have a letter to submit, if I could, right here on the front table. Yeah. Uh, my name is Peter Cohen. I'm with the Sacramento Housing Alliance. Um, relatively new to the organization, so I look forward to meeting all of you and working with you. Uh, we're here today to follow up on our support <coughs> from August when uh, the council was considering this item and wanted to just encourage you again to proceed. This has been an excellent program that's produced results. Clearly, you saw from the staff report that over 2,000 affordable homes have already benefited from this, uh, what you could consider a modest investment on the part of the city. So uh, we know that it's about sourcing the continuation of the program, and uh, it seems to be well worth it. So we would urge you to proceed and recommend the full council ad adopt it. Uh, the staff report was excellent, very thorough, um, and notable that um, you know the vast majority of the units that are being benefited are below 80% of, of income. So it seems to be there's not a great benefit by shaving off uh, the upper income units. <coughs> and that might even work against some policy goals. Uh, but if there is some shaving that's necessary, of course, we would want to emphasize that you do prioritize those lower income units, but it seems to be the overall program has been very successful. Urge you to continue. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Cohen, Madam Clerk. I have no hands raised in Zoom. To speak okay, let me, let me bring this back to the committee. Uh, first, I, I, I do want to, uh, I think, acknowledge a, a, a point of concern that Mr. Cohen brought up in that 
um, as we move forward with the policy, if we're if if the shaving off of the higher income units is, is marginal, uh, and it creates more of incentive to look at a variety of housing, I think we should we should look at that. To that point, I, what I'd like is uh, uh, that we uh, um, also have this conversation scheduled in the Law and Ledge Committee to further detail in the spring once we have the new council the the priorities. Because as uh, as my old uh, uh, Sac State uh, economics professor would say, there's no such thing as a free lunch. And uh, even this program here uh, does have a cost to it. Uh, although it's one of those where if we didn't have the construction of the housing, we wouldn't be collecting any fees. So it's, it's uh, you know, uh, I, I think there's, there's a little bit of, uh, of uh, uh, statutory numbers here that, that are, or, 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 or statutory financing magic that, that I think is, that we have to oblige by, but still there, it's a cost in, in our accounting of this. Uh, the only question I have for the city manager staff here, our assistant city manager, is on, sub, uh, on recommendation, on the staff recommendation number three, um, it seems pretty general, and we use this sometimes, but I, I just am curious where, you know, uh, we're authorizing the city manager or, or its designee to take any, um, any additional or necessary actions to accomplish the recommendation. What outside of what we su just suggested would fit out, would, would be needed other than what's identified in the staff report? Sure. Thank you, um, Vice Chair uh, Guerra. Laney Milstein, Assistant City Manager. Sometimes there are budgetary transactions from different funding sources and fee programs, and we just want to make sure we have all the authority we need to get the right money in the right buckets. And if we missed something, this provides us that. Okay, very good. I appreciate that. I just wanted to make sure that was clear because I don't, I wouldn't want to vote on something that has uh, uh, broad implications uh, without specific to our what the what the staff recommendation is here. Let me stop there and bring it back to the membership for questions or uh, an action on this item. I'll go with Councilmember Vang, then uh, then Councilmember Jennings. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to take this moment to thank Matt and the entire planning staff just for your heart and your hustle. Mm -hmm. This has been a really successful program in terms of us really increasing our affordable housing units. And so I want to say thank you so much. Um, really appreciate the insight of what the ongoing cost will be if uh, this council so choose to move forward. Uh, about $2 million, Matt, I think you mentioned, and really hoping that um, you know when we bring this back to the full council that we make this a priority. Um, and that it's uh, fully funded moving forward. And so I really just want to say thank you to staff for your, for your um, just your incredible work uh, to get us here in this moment. And so with that, um, I'll make a motion um, on, on this item to move it to full council for consideration. Uh, thank you, Councilmember Vang. It's properly moved by uh, Councilmember Vang. Uh, Councilmember Jennings. Thank you. Um, I want to join Councilmember Vang in talking about the great results. I think our speaker said it best when he said, excellent program has produced great results. And we can see that in the 2,076 units that were produced over the time period. And so with this $3 million, it gives us an opportunity to bring another 626 plus units uh, to the marketplace, which are highly needed. And so with that, I'd like to second the uh, motion and move the agenda to the full council. Thank you very much, Councilmember Jennings. Been properly seconded by Councilmember Jennings. They're seeing no further comment. Uh, I want to again thank staff for this good work. Uh, I do want to make sure that as part Councilmember Vang, if that's okay as part of the motion, that we uh, also send a, um, the Law and Ledge Committee to uh, Absolutely. defer this discussion. Yep. Um, Madam Clerk, please call the roll. Thank you. Councilmember Vang? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. And Vice Chair Guerra? Aye. 
That measure passes. Okay, Madam Clerk. Um, the only other item of business is committee comments, ideas, questions. Councilmember Vang. Thank you. Thank you, Vice Chair. Um, recently, the Law and Ledge Committee approved language for a youth department to be considered by the full council. Um, but before it becomes to before it comes to council um, and for the purposes, because we're the budget and audit committee, I want us to be prepared for the 2023-2024 fiscal calendar. Um, I would like for us to consider what a potential budget for a youth department would look like. I know that it was approved in law and ledge, and it's going to come to the full council. But I think it's also really important to make sure it comes through budget and audit. So I'd like to direct staff to work closely with my office and also the mayor's office uh, to bring this item back in early January before we begin conversation around the budget. And so um, those are my comments. And yeah, thank you so much. Very good. Well, I'll, uh, uh, just to, to be clear, we're going to ask staff here to make sure that we bring that back to this committee so that we can uh, get get a, get ahead of it early. Let's Absolutely. Very good. Okay. Thank you, Councilmember Vang. Any other board member comments? Seeing none. Madam uh, Clerk, members, uh, are there any members of the public signed up to speak on matters not on the agenda? So Vice Chair, this is a special meeting, so they don't have the opportunity to speak on matters not on the agenda. Nope. Thank you for the clarity. Um, Madam Clerk, I think that concludes our business of the day. Correct. We're adjourned at 1.16 p.m. And uh, go USA. I think we're still 0-1. I left before the end of the score. Is that correct, anybody? I will, I will announce clearly that I can't. I think this is... This is the good news. So the good news, clearly, is that we were ahead one to nothing when I left my office. That's why I left. That's the good news. The better news is the game is over, and we're still ahead one nothing. <laughs> well, very good. Now we're adjourned at 117 uh, p.m., and we're still in the, in, uh, the top of the group there. All good. We're adjourned. <laughs> I know you'll go back and watch it, but now you'll know the results before you get there. There was no spoiler alert. <laughs>